before the doctor made the mistake and told me that you were going to be a boy, your name was going to be Nichelle. Who, after me? After the Star Trek lady, Lieutenant Uhura. You was better off calling me Lieutenant rather than Nichelle. Before they get in your What's up, what's up, good people? Welcome into Montgomery and Company. I'm Renee Montgomery. Crown her. Okay, the Las Vegas Aces are your 2022 WNBA champions, as we all should know. In this episode, we're, it's all about crowning her. So we have some queens coming on. We have Deja Kelly, as well as Sylvia Fowles, both women's basketball players, one collegiate athlete and one future Hall of Famer. Big show today. Crown all the women around you, especially with you, what you see going on. Crown her. Let's go. Welcome, welcome into Montgomery and Company. I'm Renee Montgomery, and we got to crown her, okay? We have to crown the 2022 WNBA champions, which is the Las Vegas Aces. And honestly, we've been crowning them all season. What do I mean by that? So let's just get into it. The Commissioner's Cup, check, crown the Las Vegas Aces. They won that. Chelsea Gray, Commissioner's Cup MVP, check, crown that. Most improved, Jackie Young, check, add it to the list. Coach of the year, check, Becky Hammond, crown her. MVP of the finals, check, Chelsea Gray, another one. Well-deserved and not to mention, last but of course not least, we got Asia Wilson, who was the MVP and Defensive Player of the Year in the 2022 WNBA season. Crown her. So when we're crowning the Las Vegas Aces, we got to crown all the excellence that is them. And honestly, when you say all of those different type of accolades, we all know that they had a lot of number one picks on the team. But that's not easy to have all those number one picks play together. So the same breath that we're saying in the sense of they had a lot of weapons, we also know that that doesn't make sure that that's a championship caliber team. But shouts to Becky Hammond, shouts to the leadership that we've seen from Asia Wilson as well as Chelsea Gray and all of the other people over there that they made sure that it didn't matter how much talent they had, they made sure that they found a way to win. And shouts to the Connecticut Sun as well, because I enjoyed the games like I enjoyed. It was a pound for pound heavyweight fight. And we enjoyed every second of it as good as advertised. Crown them. OK, that's the Las Vegas Aces. And I can't wait to see their epic turn up in Vegas and their parade. Can't wait to see all of it. Everything. Also in sports basketball news, the NBA and the MVP are in serious talks on new items for potential collective bargaining agreements. One of the things that they're discussing that has a lot of people talking is that the draft age eligibility can go from 19 to possibly 18, which would mean the return of high school to NBA. Now, if you guys can remember, there were some very like big names. LeBron James was high school to NBA. Never, you know, do not pass college. Do not collect 200. Like they skipped that part. I can remember J.R. Smith. You know, he was one of those that straight from high school to the NBA. And so they're starting to talk about that again, bringing that to the fold. And it's just going to be, you know, there's going to also be talking about with the Ben Simmons situation that came to the front. We all realized that there were no rules explaining to what happens if someone is suffering from mental health injury? I'll just call it that way because we know how physical injuries are managed, okay? There's a certain time frame. There's a certain way we go about it. 
What happens when somebody is dealing with mental health struggles? Well, that's one of the things that's also going to be talked about when they're talking about the potential collective bargaining agreement, which we call a CBA. So a lot of news happening right now. A lot of things happening. The end of the WNBA season means that that's the beginning of the NBA season is around the corner, the beginning of college sports, college basketball, all of that. Football season is upon us. We're in the thick of things. And boy, oh boy, our Falcons. Boy, oh boy. I'm just saying, I'm going to rise up till the wheels fall off. But boy, oh boy, I understand. Okay, let's go. Okay, okay, we back in the newsroom, the MoCo newsroom, in case you don't know, we bring articles that we saw that we thought were interesting this past week. There's always a lot going on. So each host brings their own topic to the table. Who's starting us out this week? I'll start us out. Since we're going to talk about this week, I saw something that was kind of disturbing, but shouldn't be shocking and basically all these streaming services and this TV they're they're going down they're going down hard Uh-oh. they are going down wait hard. what do you mean going down it says if you work and this is from the business journal it says if you work in film and TV get ready for layoffs Ooh, because wow. basically uh, all these big name filming productions are are laying people off in mass a mass amounts because of streaming because of less streaming because so of are less people streaming less well people aren't streaming less i think that what's happening now is and it says that basically when netflix and all these other companies set up they set up that you have a profile and the profile was actually shareable so the problem is now is ringing in the shareable profiles so they're not making as much money because if they had required each IP to have their own account, they probably would have made a whole lot more money. But basically, they're saying that just because of the streaming, Netflix's their shares were down 61%. What? And that's mm. huge. 61%. Warner Brothers was down 48%. What? Uh, Comcast wow. is down 32%. Disney's down 29%. And Paramount was down 24%. So... These companies are taking an L. I was going to say, I'd be shocked to hear that people are streaming less. But I remember when they first tried to threaten that they were going to make your account not shareable. And I saw Twitter throw like a literal tantrum. Like if you if there was a way to throw a tantrum, that was the most professional way. The Twitterverse as a whole, I saw them tweeting at Netflix. If you do this, it's over at Netflix, like hashtag Netflix, we're leaving. So I remember when Netflix proposed the idea, it was probably like a month and a half ago or something, and Twitter went crazy, like nah, 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 nah. So they are really hurting as far as stream-wise. Yeah. I mean, because honestly, I have six people in my house, and we literally, me and my husband share one, but... My five, my four kids have their own profile. Yeah, and I know they didn't gave the password out to their girlfriends. Probably, <laughs> probably they had, they had college sharing it. They you know whoever's is not working. They like oh mine's not working. Oh yeah, log into mine. You know, so it's like they're not getting they're not getting that revenue of people wow. actually signing up and getting new signups. And so it's not just hurting them; it's hurting Comcast too because with more streaming people. There's less uh like t television cable. production, so basically yeah. cable is taking a hit too because right now reality TV shows are everything. No one really watches shows unless they're on Netflix, Hulu, unless they're on these streaming apps, <laughs> crazy, and right. so they're losing the money. So you know, my mother in law she lives by cable, but these new kids, yeah, they live by YouTube. 
they live by YouTube, they live by Hulu, they live by Netflix. They don't necessarily need a Comcast, a Verizon wow. for the service. They only need them for the internet. All they need is the internet. Wow. That access to the internet is everything. So that's it. So that's what's happening. People are getting laid off. We're in the age of content creation. I feel like that that's probably one of the problems too. There's so much content, yeah. so many platforms out there. You know, like people are creating their own content on socials, on YouTube, like you said. Look at um what's the little kid that everybody loves, Ryan. Oh gosh, you know, yeah. You know, like like he he's a whole he has a whole empire. Now he has apps, he has games, he has, you know, like and it just started off with just him reviewing and making his own his own content on YouTube with his parents. You know, so it's like if people are realizing that they can make their own channels and their own products and their own empire on their own. And, and I feel like that's that's probably part of. No, that's the a good point. There's so much content. Like, so even start with cable. There's cable TV, which Cole, like you said, Miss Young, your mother in law, like that's more of a different generation. They like yeah. snooking them. They they use streaming, but they also were very cable. Then there's streaming, which is the Hulu's, the Netflix's of the world. That's kind of like where I live. Like as soon as I turn on the TV, I either go to Hulu. Uh, I actually always go Netflix. to Hulu. I want to see what's on live, what sporting event. Pretty much sporting events are like what you got to watch live pretty much. Other than that, mm-hmm. even like, you know, House of Dragons, Apple TV, the shows that I watch, Billions, HBO, like I'm all the way streaming apps. But then there's a whole nother layer after that. And then that's the YouTubes of the world, the digital contents of the the uninterrupted, you know, like that world of people, the boardroom, the players TV, like there's so many layers of content that, yeah, like as a viewer, you, you got your pick of the litter. Well, oh, oh, and one last thing before we, you know, hop to another news thing. Let me tell you the biggest upset that happened this last week and Shannon was going crazy and I saw it all over my timeline. So Amazon has Thursday night football. Oh, mm-hmm. baby. Yes. And so that's usually a cable thing where regardless of where you could see it, you could always see it on yep. cable. And so Amazon has it. They People have yeah, lost their minds about that because mm-hmm. then what it forced people to do was give Amazon some more money. So if you didn't have an Amazon yep. account, you want to see these Thursday night games, you got an Amazon account now. So Amazon's going to take over the world. Yes. Amazon, boy, I tell you now. <laughs> Amazon, Amazon. They not losing any money. Their shares look real good. I'm going to tell you, you read, yeah, you read all them drops. I'm going to tell you who ain't dropping, even though um, Jeff Bezos and somebody else, what it was, it lost $18 billion in one day, but well, I, like, oh, yeah, but I Amazon, so <laughs> Amazon, I saw these same tweets. People actually were tweeting me. I wonder what y'all think when y'all tweet me to complain about something like I could tell Amazon, but people- Go tell Jeff, Renee. Go tell him. Go tell Jeff. I'm cool with the brands, but people literally were tweeting me saying, this Thursday night football situation is ridiculous. Like that's something that should have never been touched. And they telling me like, I'm supposed to do something. The same thing happened with the Hawks. Locally, you couldn't watch the Atlanta Hawks locally. And I was I was on Bally Sports covering it. And people were writing me like, Bally Sports has to do something different. We don't have this, that, and the third. So you're starting to see it trickle down where people are like, okay, some things are supposed to be sacred almost. And cable <laughs> and football was supposed to be sacred. 
And I'm not going to lie, the cable companies took a nasty hit on Thursdays now. Because yeah, that, definitely. you know, as far as their money in there and their advertising power, that's done for Thursday nights now with football season going on. So That's facts. Thank you for adding that nugget. Serena, what you got? Okay, so we all have heard of the tragic death of PMB Rock, who died, uh, who he got shot and killed last week, last Monday, uh, outside of Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles in L.A. Authorities are investigating if the social post had anything to do with that. So his girlfriend, while she was there and him too, there was some revelations afterwards that actually said that he posted something went from from the location before he in the parking lot or something like that. And then his girlfriend posted something else as well. And after that, they believed that he was targeted and, and robbed and killed after that Instagram post. So there's been a lot of talk online saying, you know, from a lot of celebrities have, have weighed in, Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, a lot of people have weighed in on saying, have we not learned not to post our locations when we're out, especially as rappers, as celebrities, as whatever, you know, people who are in the limelight, why are you still posting your location? Have we not learned about, have we not learned from Pop Smoke what happened to Pop Smoke in the same city of Los Angeles? It's, it's, it's a very sad story, but also it's also sad just how, you know, people are actually, well, whether, whether the Instagram had anything to do with that, there's been a lot of cyberbullying online to, you know, like against his girlfriend for posting it and things like that. So I just wanted to get you guys' thoughts on on this whole on this whole story. Well, you know, Sam, this all falls in line with I was just speaking with Renee the other day about a friend of mine with social media, how we are opening ourselves up for a lot of hacking and intrusive things happening with our bank accounts and our personal lives or whatever. Now this, you know, and I've told them before, don't post any vacation pictures till I get back home because I didn't want anyone to realize that I wasn't there. But it, even with uh, social media uh, posting about like just happened with us and I thought about it when it was happening. Nashay's birthday, my middle daughter's birthday was yesterday. So Happy all birthday, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we're we love Shay. We're elated about it. We wanted to give her all the best uh, birthday wishes we could. But we put up there that she was 40 years old. And that's what the woman said, that whatever this company was that did the investigation, she got hacked because they told her happy something birthday. Yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day. That's Googleable. I don't know how to explain it, but there's a lot of things that people will be able to find out on Google. Shay's how old Shay is. I think that if somebody really wanted to hack Shay, they could find out her 40th okay, birthday. Well, I understand. I'm just saying they said we put too much information. But out to your there. point about the too much do. information, we I do. understand we that. Do. And that's and I've always said even people who aren't celebrities, people are out there like at the roadhouse eating some some something, and they're telling what they're where they're at currently, which means you're not at home. Which means that someone in the neighborhood or somebody who knows somebody is like scouring the neighborhood. They're like, oh, I know they're not home because they just not posted. It opens you up to being robbed and being people vandalizing your home, getting into your house, yeah. doing other things because they know exactly where you are at that moment. So there's no threat they think of you being there to catch them in the act. So, you know, that's a good point, Cole, because because there's a lot of home invasions going on. I don't know if people have been seeing the news, but there's a lot of celebrities in, that have had their homes breaking into. Most recently, Justin Bieber and Hailey Bieber, uh, someone tried to break into their home, but his security guard caught them and chased them on foot. Um, I know some people here in in Atlanta who said that they're 
places have been broken into, some athletes pretty much who said that their homes have been broken into. So to that point of almost not saying your location where you are out, it's it works both ways. You don't want people to be where you are out. But to that point, you also don't want them to know that you're not home as well. It's just tough, though, because I mean, like, obviously, there's always crime and there's going to always be that situation. But for some reason, it feels like things are just happening so frequently right now. It could be a sign of the times in a sense of a lot of people are struggling. You know, when people start to struggle, people turn into crime, which is why you see in areas that don't have a lot of income or low income areas, you see a lot of crime. A lot of people call that the hood or the ghetto. And but look what happens when crime spreads. You know, it's not just happening in these certain areas anymore. People are getting home invasions in areas here in Buckhead. And so you can't talk about the people in the area anymore or the problem, because that's what tried to happen a lot of times when you talk about when they use terms like the ghetto, and I'm putting air quotes in case you're listening to this and can't hear. A lot of times when people's backs are against the wall, they resort to crime, not saying it's right, but we're in a tough time financially. Well, I I do want to say this. I feel sorry for these chicken and waffle franchises because when anything ever goes down, it's always some type of chicken and waffles (laughs) joint. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I'm telling you, every time you see all these videos online, they open till five That's in the morning and people down, are fighting man. at five in the morning. These chicken and waffle spots, I know they're taking a hit because every time you turn around, it's like, oh, they was at the chicken and waffle spot and it was a big blow up. Because it's the late night spots yeah. that are it's open. late night spot. Yeah. So it's like a that chicken will draw you in though. It's a, it's a, it's Listen, a my daddy eats fried chicken every single day of his life. <laughs> no, no, for real. Yes. I mean, it, I think you do have a point. You know, the late night spots. I mean, a lot of people have been talking about L.A. I mean, L.A. is not new to crime. You know, like this has been going on for before we were even born. You know, so even rappers like Ice Cube and Snoop Dogg, they weighed in and they said, they sure hey, that's why we don't wear chains when we hmm. when we go out into the streets. We don't we don't wear all that jewelry because the we streets are real like th- this. Is this, the streets are no joke to whether you're in Buckhead, whether you're in Beverly Hills, whether you're in, uh, you know, West Hollywood, whatever, you know, crime exists everywhere. So don't make yourself a target, especially if you are in the limelight. You know what I'm and saying? That, and that was Ice-T. And uh, Ice-T ain't no punk. He was like, hey, look, I don't even wear my stuff out in public. So, no, uh, and that's a good point. And it's like, you know, there's there's times to be it's almost like you got to pick when you want to be flashy. Because certain times are maybe not the time. Like if you're on stage performing in front of a lot of people and this just is random, but man, I hope quick recovery to Post Malone. He took a nasty fall on stage, broke a few ribs, came out and finished the show, I believe. But when you're on stage, that's the time to rock all your change. Look, somebody said I wore every single chain, even when I'm in the house. I think that was Drake. Look, if you in the crib, wear all your chains, baby. Okay. But if you're walking around town, especially like just in public establishments. That's a good point. Learn from the OGs. Maybe not wear your chains to certain locations because people, like the streets don't care. And don't post your location. Don't post your location In real time. In real time. Snook, what you got? What you bringing to the newsroom? Well, you know, being a mom and there's been so much in the news, first of all, about the royal family and the passing of the queen. And then with uh, the WNBA finals kind of had me pretty much tied up with the news and everything. But I did find an article that kind of caught my interest because I'm a mom 
mom, and I'm always interested. I know how I struggled naming my children. Oh, you did? And going through. I did. I struggled naming uh, my children. What about, okay, so I want to hear about this. Sorry, I know we're in the newsroom, but what did you struggle with? Well, I was going to be, I know I was going to be Ronnie Jr. I was supposed to be a boy, y'all. So I know that my name (laughs) was chosen. You were the easy one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Your name was chosen between midnight, maybe, and 3 a.m. when your dad called the hospital and told me I better not put his name on your birth certificate. You were still going to make me Ronnie even though I was a girl? He, he just wanted to make sure that I, I understood that, <laughs> you know, after being under anesthesia and a whole lot of other stuff. He just wanted to make sure what? I understood that. Don't put it, that wow. name on, on, the, on the birth <laughs> Don't certificate. Don't make a mistake and put it on there. <laughs> what about yeah. Shay? So, Shay, I struggled with because uh, Nicole, well, let me just start at the beginning. Nicole oh. uh, is named after a soap opera character. Uh, yes. That okay. I, I, I didn't loved. know this. Who, uh, the Young and the Restless? I knew it. No, it was uh, The Guiding Light. Oh, yeah, you did watch that one all the, the time. The Guiding Light. There was a couple on there, Nicole, and I forget the gentleman. See, I forget the you gentleman's name. You mean to tell me you but, beat her off of a soap opera? Yes, 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 she a did. Nice, statuesque, uh, beautiful <laughs> personality person, and uh, she did, she made her that name look okay. good. Okay, Nicole. and then what about Nishay? So Nishay's really actually named after a friend of mine uh, from way back. I always liked her name, Nishay Strother, Miss Strother. What? What? She has a daughter, a middle daughter named Nashay as well. And I always I the just same? love yeah. that name. Spelled exact. That's wow, where I got it. Wow, shocking. Spelled exactly the same. And actually, before the doctor made the mistake and told me that you were going to be a boy, <laughs> your name was going to be Nashelle after the Star Trek lady. Uh, Nichelle oh, that passed away. Nichelle that passed away from the Star Trek. Who, the one me? who the ashes went into outer space. Lieutenant Uhura. You was better off calling me Lieutenant rather than the shell. (laughs) 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 What? This is this is scary. I'm glad that life, oh look, it don't make no mistakes. God. Life don't make mistakes because I just don't feel in the shell doesn't feel right for me. <laughs> yep. See, three is most people name if they start with a letter, oh, they they keep through Nicole, with all Nich- the kids in the same shell. letter. So. Yeah, I'm just gotcha. like very different than the group. Nache, Nicole, Renee. First of and all, Renee. Nicole. They're all French. All French. They're all French. Okay, so you went the French route. Okay, sorry to de- <laughs> like get back to your MoCo newsroom. I just, ahead, sorry for that side note. I was trying to learn a little family history. <laughs> okay. Okay, so uh, there was an article, and according to the world's largest baby name website, which is called Namesake. I didn't even know this was out here. So if <laughs> any of you ladies are thinking about having a baby and want to we name your baby, this for Put-Put. Put-Put. we got Put-Put. <laughs> Oh, oh. She'll watch the episode. We'll tag her and ask her to, to okay, check it like out. That. <laughs> okay. But name uh name Barry had 16 names that they saw at least a 50% rise in wow. over the past six months. And so here are the names. I thought you read them out. Give me 16 names. of them. Number one, what what would you think with everything that's going on today? One of the names, the first name would be Jalen. Mm. Remember what I said when I beginning? I'm inundated with all the news about Elizabeth. Oh, Elizabeth. Elizabeth. No. These are different now, remember. Kamala. Royal. I know oh, you lying. What is that? Okay. <laughs> R-O-Y-A-L, Royal. Number two was hmm. Styles. I don't know where that one came from. Like Harry, Harry Styles? Styles? S-T-I-L-E-S. Styles. Oh, wow. Styles. Okay. okay, keep going. Nori. Nori. Mazikeen. 
Hmm. Mazikeen, anybody ever heard of? I've never heard of a Mazikeen. And they said these I've names have went up fifty percent. Yes, wow. Jupiter. Ooh, oh, Jupiter! I've I kinda, heard that. I don't know, Cole. Jupiter kind of sticking with me. <laughs> Hyacinth. Huh. Xerxes. I don't Ooh, know if I'm pronouncing Xerxes, this right. Now that reminds that me of that like movie. Greek gods or something. Z-E-R-X-E-R-X-E-S. Is that how you pronounce it? I think that's like from Greek mythology yes, or something. That's yeah. on the okay. 300 show. Cole can't take any of these names. Cool. Snook, keep going. <laughs> the movie 300. That's Sparta. Isn't oh, it? Cassiopeia. Look, she can't even pronounce the names. So. Cassiopeia. Cassiopeia. I hope none of these people are in my class. I'm so happy about that. Because <laughs> I have to call the roll with these names. They're awful. You imagine anyway. that's what you're saying. <laughs> Sparrow. Okay, Sparrow. Oh, like oh, Cole is okay. praying like for Johnny these Depp. names. Okay, you Jack know Sparrow. what? Come on, Sparrow. What what else you got? <laughs> okay, number ten is Phineas. Ooh, oh, Phineas and Herb. Phineas and Ferb. Ferb. Nice. Now no. number eleven. I really like this <sighs> one. Aphrodite. Ooh, oh, that's okay, a winner right there. That's a winner right there. Greek is a theme right now. Number twelve, Ziggy. Oh, let's get Ziggy with it. Ziggy with it. No, Ziggy Marley? that's Jiggy with it, and it's Ziggy Marley. <laughs> Ziggy Marley. <laughs> okay, number uh, 13 is Calypso. Ooh, okay. That reminds that's me of Calypso Dreams. Too. Come on, Miguel. Okay, number 14, Wednesday. Oh, oh that's Adam's great. Family. Come on. The and Adam's that's a new show family. coming out, too. Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah. And then number 15 is Draco. <gasps> Draco Malfoy from Harry Potter. Oh, I thought it was Draco? for Aubrey Graham Drake. No, she said Draco. <laughs> Draco. <laughs> okay, so anyway, this company's been around for a while. What? And as I said, what they do is they evaluate, I guess, from uh, social media, the names that people are indicating that are, you know, ones that they like a lot. And so these are the names that, huh. that have increased 50%. In the last six months. Wow. I think that with a name like Aphrodite, you you gotta have a lot of self-confidence right, growing royal. up. <laughs> Come through Jupiter mm. and Royal. That's what I'm saying. Let me just tell you, out of that whole list, if you wanna know my opinion, my favorite was Royal. That was the Ooh, best yeah, one. Royal I was thought. Cute. Wow. Yes, I different. thought that was the best different. one. Royal Jupiter I liked was kinda that. cute too. I like I Jupiter. hated that. <laughs> I hated that. You know, Jupiter just had a moon crash into it not too long ago. It lost one of its moons and now it's tilted. So now they oh, now Jupiter's fact. looking crazy. Like yeah, yeah, so yeah. no. No. Wow. I, I just, Maybe that's why. Yeah. And you know what? I wanted to say something today. Happy Fall Equinox Day. While we're giving news, Ooh. Thursday starts hmm. the first day of fall, but it also has a record high here in Atlanta. Um, 94 degrees today. The high for today, well, the high for the first day of fall in Atlanta is 95. So fall is here, but the weather is not. Happy Fall Equinox. And that brings me to when we were talking about names. How do y'all like the name Mr. Beast? Okay. For some Mr. names. Beast. You better let Mr. Beast talk nice to you. Cause I, I just, I just imagine like a little buff baby or something. Like, I don't know. Like Mr. Beast. <laughs> baby Beast. Okay. So Forbes, we're keeping on this line. We talked about the Forbes top athletes and what they earn so Forbes has released the top creators of 2022 and it's based on your 2021 earnings just like they do taxes they tally up how much you made over the year and then they release it but their creators their top creators aren't just based on how much money they made there's all kinds of different things you're following your engagement uh, you got to remember these are creators so there's all kinds of different factors go to forbes.com if you want to check out what the requirements are but basically they released their list and i'm going to go through the top 10 creators list 
I'm talking about these people are making money, starting with Mr. Beast. His real name is Jimmy Donaldson. And Mr. Beast has a total of 162 million followers, 162. So I want you guys to know that he making money. How much money in 2021? 54 million from Mr. Beast. So he said stunts like spending 50 hours buried alive and attempting starvation for 30 days were well worth that $54 million net. He has very elaborate stunts that he does, Mr. Beast. And he, I remember he did a Squid Games reenactment. I mean, the guy goes big, but he also wins big. He has his own burger joint, Mr. Beast Burgers, where he shut down a whole mall. Like, I'm talking about this man is making money. Started out as a creator, now he's here. <sighs> So that's Mr. So Beast. that's Mr. Beast. And I'm going to. Yeah. So everybody's like, look, they didn't know. Did y'all know Mr. Beast beforehand? No, I did not. I heard about I the, the burger about joint. Beast. <laughs> I knew <laughs> that, that would have been my closest too. That's who I was but, thinking about too, Sam. We think alike <laughs> The burger thing I had heard about. But the starvation thing just <laughs> makes me think. I just cannot. It makes st- us think that we could do that. Couldn't no, we I, can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> for I a million dollars, Cole, you wouldn't starve yourself for 30 days. One million dollars. Absolutely not. Uh-uh. Absolutely die. not. Listen, oh, absolutely y'all not. better check on me because after them 30 days. Yeah, me too. Listen, listen, let me tell you why I say I cannot do it because I'm a snacker. <laughs> See, are. the thing is, I might eat food that might be of a meal, but it's a snack amount. And I do it like at different Same. times of the day. I would just forget. I would just forget because I wouldn't be like I'm waiting for the next meal. I could be doing something and just go and grab something oh, and start what eating. What if there was no it's food available? Done. They just take it all out and you can't do it. Yeah. Well, yeah. then I need to be lightly sedated. I need to be sedated <laughs> for 30 days for that to happen because mm-hmm. I don't think that my I would probably lose my mind. I. I'm a food. You, I you love food. Naked I'm and food. Afraid. Oh yeah, baby. Naked and afraid. They just Mm-mm. went about 27 days before they got a little rat to eat. So that's mm. our show. But I'm gonna go on to the next ones. <laughs> number <laughs> number two on the top creator list is Charlie D'Amelio, friend of the family. Shouts to Charlie and the D'Amelio family. Her dad is a former Yukon Husky, so we talk a lot online. Shouts to the family. I saw where he hit you up the other yeah, day. Yeah. So shouts to <laughs> shouts to our extended Husky family over there the Demilio's she's number two racking, raking in 17.5 million with her 203 million Ooh. following and she's about to be on Dancing with the Stars she's about to be on Dancing with the Stars then at number three we have Alexandra Cooper earning 20 million dollars a year with 3.6 million followers um, number four we have Elliot who is also known as his account is called F-U-C-K Jerry so you might have seen his account Wow. Oh, I think I have. It's a very famous account. Um, It it shows the most entertaining internet content is what they call themselves. He makes 30 million a year. So as you guys can see, the amount you make doesn't get your earning. Your earning is based on a lot of different things. Number five, 12 million a year. Emma Chamberlain. She has 27 million followers and she has one of the highest engagement rates. So that's why she's so high on the list, because when she posts something, basically people lose their mind. And so she dropped out of high school before even tasting fame and is known for her wit and deadpan humor. It's very interesting how they rated these people. I think that's interesting. People. Yeah. How do you amass? that many people to sit and just watch you I it, you know mm. what I'm not a paranoid person and I don't get like really anxiety I'm not like anxiety ridden that would give me anxiety to have that many people <laughs> wow, just looking yeah. 
And a lot of these creators, like they built their following, like just from the ground up, like just started out mm-hmm. randomly doing videos. Her uh, One of the people, number six on the list, Huda, and I don't want to say her last name wrong, but Huda Catton, she makes 13 million a year with 63 million followers. Okay. And so oh. she's Iraqi born parents living in, in oh. a mostly white Baptist neighborhood. You know who that is, oh. right? I know who that mm-hmm. one is. Now that one, I know who, see, that's the first one I know. Mm-hmm. I know who that one is. Yeah, she was frequently bullied for her ethnicity and she always felt like a misfit. And now, boom, pull up on them, Huda, okay? With your 13 million number six on the list. Number seven is Rhett and Link. They made 30 million a year. They met in 1984 during the first grade detention and they've been best friends ever since and they do comedic sketches starting from a long time ago. So built it organically, making 11 million a year. Cobby Lane makes 10 million a year. He's number eight. And this guy right here now, 231 million followers. Wow. 231 million. And I actually read an article on him because he was on the Forbes 30 under 30 list for European honorees. And he said that, you know, he has 146 million followers on TikTok and he wants to get out of like brands and different uh, campaigns like that. And he wants to go to TV. So, Kabi, we wish you the best of the luck. Why? Because he wants to hit the big Why? screen. I mean, you know. Did, he need to check that out because they they flopping over there. He need to stay where he at. He <laughs> <laughs> need to stay where he's at. He, he ain't going to make no money like that oh, for a number, no yes. a number, a number, yes. a number, a number, he a number He's doing better than the people in Hollywood. They probably trying no. to get over there with him. That's hilarious. Yeah. And then number nine, coming at number nine, Addison Rae, Shorty the Baddest. Okay, so you hear about her in songs all yeah. the time. I remember when Junior randomly had a crush on her and I didn't even know he knew who she was 8.5 million a year she has 133 million followers we know all about Addison Ray and her 88 million TikTok following so there's that TikTok as you can see is the trend here a lot of TikTokers making a lot of money and last but not least to crack the top 10 we have our guy Jake Paul he's not really our guy but he's in the sports world because he's in the boxing world but 45 million a year 57 million followers and Jake Paul has made millions switching from a prankster who, you know, started with YouTube and he did have a lot of controversial things that got him started like one of those was this was not controversial but this was also just wild i remember when he ate icy hot you know like that's that was a thing i was like what is happening and why but i'm sure things like that get clicks and then as we know, he transferred over and became a boxer and an MMA fighter. And now he's making millions and millions of dollars doing that. So that rounds out the top 10 Forbes creators of 2022. Oh, Renee, you should have did the next one. Number 11. Who is that? Renee Montgomery. Ah! Thank you. You see what I'm saying? Look at my snooker booker. Look at my snooker booker. What I'm saying is I want to be on that list one day. They making M's after their names for the content they put out online. That is literally goals. If you guys don't know, we already have a a production company, Think Tank Productions. So we like to put out content. We like to put out content that has, you know, everybody thinks like there's a lot of content out there. So it's pretty much your preference. So we like to have humor. We like to be fun. We like to have representation, all of those things. So, yes, that's goals to be on a top creator list for Forbes one year. I would love to do that. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, you coming. You coming. Coming up next, 
we have the legend, the future Hall of Famer, Sylvia Fowles. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Congratulations on retirement. How does it feel? I know it's fresh. I know it's new. You are on my side now. Welcome to the other side. I know. <laughs> How is it? Uh, it feels great. I'm going uh, a month now straight. And I seriously think this is probably the best time of my life right now. Oh, um, nice. It feels good to like wake up to chaos and not have to worry about Am I not getting a workout in today? What yep. I need to do today to try to stay productive or stay on top of my game without feeling guilty? Um, right. I seriously <laughs> roll out of bed, take my nieces and nephews to school, pick them up, and I'm just living the life. Wow. Beautiful. You hit on something that I can't emphasize enough. So look, I tell people one by one when they see me, because every time people see me like, oh my God, you're so skinny. But yeah, I don't work out anymore. I don't drink three shakes. <laughs> they don't know how I had to keep on that weight. And so, you? Yeah, you know? So tell me, if, like, people don't understand that. I'm like, yeah, I don't work out. I wake up right. stress-free about not having the guilt of not working out to be the top. It's like people don't understand that guilt. Yes, the guilt, because... Yes. We elite athletes. So we want to stay <laughs> mm-hmm. on top of our game. If we're not getting better, somebody mm-hmm. else getting better. Boom. And I think I told Cheryl this. My biggest thing was not getting embarrassed. So that was my guilt. It's like they running faster, they jumping higher. I'm like, I'm not about to get embarrassed. So I got to do this and do that yes. and make sure I'm ready for when it's come my way. But mm-hmm. I'm at that point too. Like I can recall going into last season. I was like, man, I just need to like bulk up and gain 10 more pounds and gain 10 pounds. I was like, lose that in two months. I was like, I'm not doing this to myself. Exactly. (laughs) The stresses of trying to be in tip top shape and not having to worry about if somebody else outworking me, uh, definitely the stresses is no longer there. I'm telling you, like, welcome to the other side. I keep telling people that because we don't know what we don't know. I mean, when did you start playing basketball series? Because I I was playing with the West Virginia Tornadoes. I mean, by 10 and under, we were on circuits. Like, we were traveling around 12 and under. We were at nationals. So, like, when did it all start for you so people can realize how long you've been doing this? I'm such a late bloomer. I started around 12. So that was like pure athlete. Yeah, I'm not a late bloomer. I played with my brother's name, but let me tell you, my brother's name was brutal, and they did not play fair. So I didn't like basketball because I, I was not knowledgeable enough about it. But they used to only make me play defense. So I was like, this sport is dumb. I was like, I don't know who want to play this sport. It took me to get to middle school, and my middle school counselor slash AD hound me for two years and was like, come out and play. And when I went out and played my eighth grade year, I was like. Oh, they've been jipping me the whole time. You found out there were two sides of the ball. Thank them for your defensive player of the year awards, okay? Because when I start to think about that, I fast forward to how you play as a human, and it is like defensive monster. So I know you had to thank them for that. Yes, I do. I do all the time. So I was like, it kind of, I never was an offensive threat. Like, it it took some while to bloom into that. It took a while to bloom in. My thing was block, (laughs) get rebound, run the floor. That's it. 
And so it, it does <laughs> play a big part of like who I am. I'm very defense oriented and um they play a big part in why I am aggressive on the defensive end. I love that. Oh my and, God, that's funny. And you're a big family person like us. Like that's how kind of how we already connected like instantly. We first yes. of all, people don't know we came into Minnesota pretty much together. We, yes. we came into this powerhouse that is Minnesota. We were like the new addition. So it was really like I felt connected to Put Put real quick off top. But talk about like, what are you about to be doing after basketball? Because a lot of people are like, oh, what are athletes doing after basketball? It has to be coaching, right? And it's like, no, there's a whole world of things that we, exactly. <laughs> there's a whole world of things that athletes can do post-basketball. So what is your focus on your post-career? Um, giving back. Um, so I just sent Lindsay and Tracy a whole list of the things that I want to do around three cities, Miami, Baton Rouge, and Minnesota. So I'm doing a lot with biking. Um, with the inner city kids. I'm doing a lot of visiting Children's Hospital. Um, I do like a lot of beanies and stuff like that. So, what do you mean by you do beanies? Like, what? Like, like I knit beanies. Like, I, I want people beanies. to know that you have, see? That I want so them cool. to know you knit. Yes, yes, I, I know knit, you do. I knit well, beanies. And I'm very, I know. I, I make sure I get y'all. I'm going to get y'all. I'm going to get y'all. I'm going to get y'all. Thank you. I will wear it. Yes. You don't know. And they pretty I dope too. To I'm, I'm I can cover this up. So you can see. <laughs> and so, I'm very passionate about kids. So, a lot of kids' hospitals I plan on visiting. We're doing a lot with Feed the Homeless. And stuff like that. Um, I like to be very hands-on, so I don't like just put my name on stuff and not being able to be a part of it. And so wow. now that I actually have the time to like be hands-on and actually be out there doing the service, um, I'm looking forward to all these little things that I'm doing across these three states. I love wow, that. You love said that. Baton Rouge, Miami. And Minnesota. So just so people can know, Baton Rouge, LSU roots. That's where you, uh, Sylvia went to college. I'm just making sure people understand. Yes. Miami is where it all started, okay? Yep. And then Minnesota, obviously, multiple championships in Minnesota and Lindsey Waylon was our point guard at that time. Now yes. Hall of Famer. Come on with Lindsey Waylon with the yes. Hall of Famer. Okay, yes. A lot of people yes. like, how you and Poopa connect so well? So me and Renee always had this special relationship. When she was in Connecticut, I used to be like, man, I need a point guard like you. You just throw the ball and you go up there and get it. Okay, <laughs> I like, so easy. And I was like, I can't wait to play with you one day. And then it flourished. Like, we didn't even yeah. plan it. It was just like life happened. happened. And then when we connected, what was I doing? I was throwing that thing up there. Yeah. <laughs> and Sylvia was going up there and getting it and putting it in the basket. She wasn't even looking at me half the time. She was like, Poopa, go get it. <laughs> okay, so, so every, everybody on here probably already knows this, but you guys both call each other Poopa. Yeah. I thought that Renee only called oh, you no, Poopa. Yeah. So, wait, so how, how did that come about? That, that whole nickname? Oh my God. I think because we both like giving each other names. Like, yes. We, see each other, we never call nobody by their real name. Like, no. government names is not a thing with their real name. So, we always give each other poop, uh, nicknames. And yeah. so, one day she was like, Put. And I started calling her Just Put like because that. it was like, okay, people see Sylvia and they see the monster blocker and the everything that she is. And I think she's the <laughs> sweetest thing ever. So she's sweet. You know, some people say sweet as pie. Pudding can be sweet too. So I was like, yo, like that's Pud. And so like she said, I do a lot of nicknames. She does a lot of nicknames. And we was walking around calling each other that. And everybody like, oh, God, here they go. I, I don't know who was worse. Me? Please, I was like, she was like, my bad. I was like, it's okay, Poo Poo. They were like, Poo Poo. I was like, oh, my God. I had 
Janae around there called me Poo Poo, and then Lindsay Whale well around there called me Booski. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is your name? Right. But you know what, though? On the court, it worked out well because I'd be like, this was for Put Put. This was for Put Put. The other team ain't have a clue what was going on. They ain't know. Oh, no clue. Oh, that's, that's a good tactic. No that's clue. That's a good tactic. Renee is all about tactics. This is why I love her. But nobody, Renee can have a whole conversation with you and everybody be looking like, what? <laughs> you you don't know. You're not in the circle. And you they don't know, know. and know exactly right. what I was talking about too. So it'd be yeah. like we can communicate freely. I want to also. So when we were playing together, you were in school studying. A lot of people yes. don't know that you was like on top of her being like MVP and all of these other things that she was while I was playing with her in Minnesota. You were in school, put put. How is that going? Wow. Where are we with it? Wow. So school is done. I'm getting ready for national boards. <laughs> Yay! Congrats! <laughs> so I've been prolonging national boards so I actually stopped playing. Wow. And so that's what I'm looking forward to. So I'm looking, two things that I'm really, really looking forward to. Taking national boards and having kids. Oh! oh come January on! Oh, so I'm looking forward to those two things. Wow. Okay, sorry. Um, we got sidetracked when you said kids. And so is there a timeline? Like, am minds. I the aunt? What's up? Like, I'm just trying to... Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I love you and I already love your babies. Like, no, you got to be the godmother. <laughs> no, you got to save that for the, you know, like, I ain't going to... Like She's her. saying she family. Yeah. She wants to be the aunt. She it's lets not the timeline. Um, actually, everything is in the works. You know, I um, I want to say in 2014, I took the step to retrieve my eggs after I had yes. my hip replaced. And so I was just like, you know what? 30-year-old eggs is way better than 36-year-old eggs. So let me just do that now. And so mm. I took them out then. But actually, Smart. everything is in the process now. So Beautiful. Be any day I can just pop up and be like, yo. It's time. It's time. I love that for you. So you've always wanted that. You've always wanted to have children. I always wanted kids. You know how some people fantasize about getting married. As a kid, I fantasize about having multiple kids. Wow, God, I just you come from a big family, so yes, we we're huge. Just five of us, and I have fourteen nieces and nephews without me having kids. Wow, (laughs) so So y'all gonna be a beautiful beautiful. big family? You want a lot, a little? What you thinking? Oh uh, no, I need a whole starting five. You ain't listen. You want to watch you, UConn, UNC. She went by three on three to five. <laughs> yeah, she went five. She went straight five. She went five. Wow. Wow. Dude, I mean, three. I'm just saying, we got eggs and none of those eggs is going to waste. So okay, mm-hmm. I love that. Right. We, we I love that. Put put. So what else? Like what else? I love that it. Like talking to you right now, it just feels like like you have your life ahead of you, and I hope that people hear that as well. Because once we finish our our first career, we'll call it that, mm-hmm. which is which is sports and whatever sports you play. Right. A lot of athletes have a lot of things that they want to do. We've just heard you now. You're hands on. You want to be at the children's hospitals. You knit. You do different things. I remember that and you you're did, still very young. And you're still 36. young. Don't let sports. Like, very Listen, much so. once you get Very from the so. other side, you start to realize they call us old. Once you get from the other side. They call you, you old. Know what? I think it's special about you and I, Renee, because we actually stepped out on our own terms. Yeah. I think it's harder for people who like really don't want to step away but have to step away. Yeah. We already had our life planned out of what we wanted to look like over the next ten years. And so I think it just makes that transition much, much easier for someone like you and I. But 
this is going smoother than I thought it would. <laughs> I mean, I didn't think it was going to be hard because I knew just I was going to say, thank you, Jesus, and go head on, baby. Yeah. Just say, thank you, Jesus, and go head on. That's Don't worry about it. Don't I was think like, about you know it. what? I'm blessed. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm happy for that chapter of my journey, but uh, it's definitely more that to Sylvia than besides the basketball part. And I know I'm, that's I'm right. It's always on everything that's coming my way. Wow. It always has been. You can always tell, you know, people who have personality, you have a personality plus. And so you know, know that the future is completely open to people like you because you can you you're so versatile in being able to like you said you focused on this you you accomplished and you dominated this and now you're like okay I want to do this and now I'm going to do this but your personality is beautiful so yeah, you, you it was it always going to be good always going to be good that I saw you even before oh, yeah. I met you on TV watching you down at LSU. Yeah, because we didn't have some battles I, now. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I checked you out. So I like Sylvia. Oh, the yeah. sweet, sweet as she can be. You can yeah. tell your Absolutely. body language and how you yeah. uh, interact with other players. Because as I said, a person who is, you know, uh, in your position or your size, usually, you know, you think about those people and they're really kind of some kind of like brutish or, you know, bullyish or whatever. Mm-hmm. He was the Never sweetest thing ever. The sweetest yeah. thing And so I wanted to ask you a little bit about, okay, this was your final season playing in the WNBA, Mm. but we were going to give you your flowers, obviously, by the way. So you're going to take all of these flowers. I'm about to do it. So prepare yourself because I know you're like me. You don't (laughs) like it, but I want to talk a little bit about Sylvia Fowles, the athlete. But Uh now we hear that she's blossoming, but Sylvia Fowles, the athlete, I played against you at LSU. Excellence. Chicago Sky, Mm. before you even won championships, was the, the best big in the game period bar none Olympic gold medalist then happened to come on over to Minnesota where we linked up and got a couple of championships put put just from looking at your career defensive player of the year let me just also add in the individual accolades you've pretty much done a little bit of everything so as you look back at your career like what are just your thoughts as a whole like just where you thought it was going to go I mean this is one of those big questions but it's just like I mean somebody like you I say it all the time when I can but if it's possible that you're underrated I think you're underrated because I think that you're that good of a player and so I'm going to make sure that we mention it amongst the greats <laughs> Sylvia Fowles his name is there this is a future hall of famer it's there first yes. ballot it's yes. there Sylvia Fowles, yes. I don't even usually call you that. I'm making sure people know your name. I know. Name. I'm like, this is so weird. She called I, my full name. Okay. <laughs> I'm saying her name. I'm making sure. Y'all know who I'm talking about. That's that girl right there. Like, that's what's up. I just want, like, what is your thoughts now that your career, you know, you've had a little bit of time to think? Like, what are your thoughts on your career? I can definitely say that I'm beyond blessed. Um, coming into this thing, I never thought I would flourish as much as I did. Um, I wasn't looking to be... Uh, All-American, uh, four-time Olympian, deep in play. I wasn't looking forward to none of those things. I think my mindset was, how can I be the best version of me? And that's pushing myself every year, learning new things. And everything just pretty much fell into my favor. And so I think me just working hard was the overall picture of what everybody gets to see today. Um, I never wanted to be one of those players, but I did know that I, I knew I wanted to go down as one of the hardest working people you probably ever meet. And um, that's something that I can credit myself off hands down. And so if I'm not happy about anything else. I'm happy about being consistent as Sylvia Fowles, the person, and also like working hard to achieve everything that came my way. Wow. Wonderful. I mean, first of all, yeah, we, okay, you know about this. Um, and I want to just double down on that because 
you learn how to work hard at a lot of places. And so in Minnesota, when you play for the Minnesota Lynx, you have no choice but to work hard. Exactly. I want y'all to understand that before practice, there were individual workouts that I would actually participate in hers because it was a show. Like, this is a thing. It's like, she's so talented and so athletic. It was like, we all wanted to watch her work out. I want y'all to really understand. She was the worst, by the way. <laughs> like, she didn't have to be there, but she came in every morning to make my life miserable. <laughs> Listen, I came in early to be there for her workouts for sure. And then jump in to smack people and just like, I'm like, but they, then, then they, they started incorporating into my workouts. I'm like, no. <laughs> she would still make the layup. So I thought it was incredible that I could hit her and she just finishes everything. You know what I'm saying? She's taking me with her to the basket. So then they started letting me be a part of the workouts and be like, hit her, Renee. <laughs> when, when did we start incorporating their name in my workout? It's called Big Workouts, not Big and Re- Renee Workouts. I was trying to tell you, but the point I was trying to make is that she oh, would do gosh. those monster workouts with me included before practice. <laughs> then she would do a full-on practice. And when I say a full-on practice, it means like our teams, like we had a good starting five, which Poopa was yes. in, and then we had a good second five. So we would battle it out every single day. So she would battle it out and then after practice, she was back at it again, Daniel. <laughs> I'm sorry because it was like, it was crazy to see just that amount of athleticism power. And she just kept going. Like it was just, she didn't stop. So put, we put didn't it, know no better. It, we didn't. We didn't know no better. It's like mm-hmm. AAU playing six games in one day. It's like, we didn't know no better. <laughs> we was good and ugly. I didn't worry about no. I was. I would say it for myself. Let me not call everybody else ugly. I'm gonna tell you right now. I didn't care what I looked like when I was no. playing AAU. I mean, I credit these people. Now, girl, I look at some pictures. Side ponytail with a fan. I'm like, who let me go out here looking like this? Like, why? <laughs> like why? that's a whole second effort that we wasn't oh, doing. Gosh. But put put you. If you wanted to pride yourself on being one of the hardest workers ever, coming from you somebody that, that I pride of myself and that as well. I wanted to be professional all the time. You did that. Like Thank you, you, I thought it was incredible that you could keep going. She, listen, this woman would get surgery, come back. Ha- I think one time you got your wisdom teeth taken out and then you was back in practice the next day and everybody was like, sit down somewhere. <laughs> oh, wow. Like we had to literally tell her. How to sit down. That's my biggest problem too. Like it got to the point that was like, well, when did you get hurt? I'm like a month ago. Well, why didn't you say anything? Thank I don't you. Know wow. you like you, you guys are the same person. <laughs> you know, she, she, she's exactly me in a smaller version. Like, yes, <laughs> so literally, literally, we don't like to complain. Like we show, like we are very similar cloth in the sense of we gonna be on time. We gonna work hard. We're gonna do our job, and we're not gonna complain. Like that's so. Is that like a Minnesota thing? No, nah, is that like just no, that happened way with, before it Minnesota. Come with good parents, that's what it is. It come with like a good foundation because when you can have fun and be yourself within a household it kind of just like transfer over like we got some teammates that was very square didn't say much I'm just like you're not going to stop me from acting stupid you're not going to stop me from doing it before you got to deal with But we, you know what, to that point though, we, we had a lot of fun, but we also knew when it was time to turn up. So I think that's the thing. We had that balance of we going to have fun and we going to work hard and turn up at the same time. And so we had that. That's true. There's a balance there of that. Um, One last thing, any regrets, anything that you would want to do differently, anything like that? Like, I don't, for me, I'm 
Like I was happy, like a lot of people thought that I would have regrets about leaving Minnesota when I did in a sense of to come to Atlanta. A lot of people, by the way, put put said we probably could have won multiple years, had like a lot of people stayed there. So for me, I don't necessarily have a regret leaving Minnesota, but mm-hmm. if there was one, like I wish that I would have loved to see how long if we stay together as our group, that could have been dope. Like I don't know how look, I mean I'm sorry. <laughs> She's looking at you like why you broke us up there. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I do think that we had a very special group. All, all I'm saying is I just I needed a point guard and Poopa just left me on drive. Yeah. So we don't know about that different day. but just for you and your career i mean i would think nothing but you know is there anything as you look back that you're like man that only thing is the only thing or or i don't know is there no i love it i was hoping you would say that so you need to go no i already had a a, 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 a something ready to say so if you said yes it was going to take all it was going to take that away but i'm hoping that now (laughs) in your post sports career that you could just live it freely you know like I think people don't understand athletes there's a lot of pressure on athletes like every single day in season out of season post game like if you have a game there's a lot of stress that comes along with that if you don't play well you're trying to play your best for your teammates so I want to congratulate you on peace baby okay have a little peace post career of basketball I sure will (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Say, God, tell me twice. You ain't got to tell Don't. me twice. And then one last Don't. thing. You know, you were studying to be a mortician, correct? Yes. Are you going to, like, what's up with that? Are you going to have your own spot? Like, what, Snook, I, I want to tell you something that's oh, uncomfortable. Yes. Before you came on there, Snook said, can I ask her, can she handle my body when I'm gone? I said, Got what? you covered. <laughs> oh, oh, got oh, you covered. You about let it. me say. know what you need. I got you. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, we're going to have to let this you know. She, I'm sure she, she, she's playing ahead. She got stuff figured oh, out. She knows she wants. But yes, <laughs> you know, I would love to own my own. Funeral home. Um, right now, I'm in a good position. I got two offers here, which wow. I probably won't make any decisions to probably after January because I just want to smooth sell and let everything yeah. play out the way I want it to play out. And but yeah, eventually I want to own my own funeral home. That's the goal. Wow. Nice. Well, everybody's gonna That's be cool. dying to get there. I can tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> Renee. Renee. I knew he was gonna. I knew he was gonna drop that dime. <laughs> you know she was coming with a pun. <laughs> she was coming with a pun. Well, 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 I'll be dying to get there. Uh, oh, Renee. I mean, mom. It has got to be something with Renee because one of my uh, my athletic directors back at LSU, her name is Renee, and then she told me that people are gonna be dying to see me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. We love you, man. Enjoy oh your basketball career. We thank you for joining us here on Montgomery and Company. And you family, man. We love you, man. Thank you. I love you guys too. Next, we have Deja Kelly, the UNC All-ACC Collegiate Athlete.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You guys don't know who Deja Kelly is. She's an All-American, McDonald's All-American in high school. She's all ACC in college, and she plays for the University of North Carolina. And I'm curious because there's a couple of teams, Deja, that y'all kind of got a cheat code. I think Oregon, because they get all the dope gear Oregon does. And then I think UNC's up there in the sense of like merch and gear. So is it like, y'all know y'all's gear lit, right? Welcome to the show, Deja, by the way. This is my snook, my sister Cole. You know Serena. Welcome to Montgomery & Co. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So talk about just being the recipient of just the merch. I'll just call all the good merch. It is so dope. Literally, (laughs) like just being able to be like the top of like the Jordan brand schools. Obviously, we're like the blueprint. We like to call ourselves. People don't like that too much, but (laughs) it is what it is. Um, But yeah, just being able to be the recipient of all the gear, all of the exclusive Jordans, getting them before they come out to anybody else getting the exclusive PEs. I think that's like super dope. I know. Mm. (laughs) So being able to have all that in my closet, in my locker is like, Right. Go brush your shoulders off. off. (laughs) (laughs) And you're working for it. You work hard for that. So you got to be proud of it. The world of name, image, and likeness, I think is dope because I don't know if people follow you on social media, but you have a great platform. I think you show your your sense of style, you show your fashion sense, and it don't hurt that you got some heat in the closet like that. You also have some big deals, and we talk a lot about name, image, and likeness. You know, I've talked to Paige Beckers and multiple other people, but you have deals with Beats by Dre, Dunkin' Donuts, Outback Steakhouse, which used to be my favorite restaurant when we were at UConn. Talk about now, like, the business brand that is Deja Kelly as well as the Hooper. Yeah, the business brand has definitely grown so much within just the past year. So it's been really cool just seeing that whole process and seeing kind of just me building it from the ground up. Um, I kind of focused on building my brand in high school. My mom has really, really focused on kind of just teaching me the ways about the business side and really just carrying myself as a brand Um, and just in a different way, just knowing that basketball would not last forever. So I needed to find out what I liked and what I wanted to really value off the court. So uh, just doing that and having already having like that foundation coming to college before even knowing NIO was going to happen while I was still in school. It's been really helpful just being able to have that knowledge and have that foundation because it kind of just took off from there once NIO happened. And I kind of already had kind of some knowledge about how it was going to go and and how I wanted to go about NIO. So it's been working out pretty well so far. That's dope. So y'all are already kind of getting ready. And that's another thing, you know, when you're in the women's basketball world, you do know that you're going to have to have a different life after sports. You're not going to make enough money during your career. So your mom was like, oh, no, baby, we're going to get this stuff together (laughs) right (laughs) now. Exactly. She was like, you are going to be set. Okay. (laughs) I I love that. that. And so I'm curious 
with all those different brands, I also know that there's give back components. And so I know like with Dunkin' Donuts, they donated $5,000 on your behalf. And so just as far as certain brands are concerned, are there certain brands that you was like, for instance, Beast by Dre, I feel like is every Hooper's dream. Like, come on. Like, I mean, like, I feel like that's the Hooper's <laughs> one. So were there ones that you like targeted right out the gate? Yeah, I would say so. Just kind of finding brands that, you know, aligned with my values and that kind of would represent what I wanted to allow, like what I wanted to give back to. And and they all like had a, an agreement with what I kind of told them and what like the conversations we had, for example, with Duncan, I wanted to give back to the single mother's foundation, the bell cares yeah. foundation out here. And they were completely willing. They thought it was a great idea and they were very quick to say yes. So there was wow, no issue there. Nice. So I think that that's really special to be able to, you know, partner with brands like that. So you chose the charities. Yes. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So being able to partner with brands like that, that'll, you know, really believe what I believe in as well. Um, and really just care about what I care about as a person. Um, and not just on the basketball side. So I thought that was really important. And obviously down the list with when I had my Deja Kelly camp, multiple, all my brands really donated in some way, just because, you know, it's about things way bigger than, than basketball, way bigger than me. Um, just it's about growing the younger generation. So I think that and you are the younger generation. <laughs> you are the younger generation. Right. Right. I love to see it, though, because the athletic world is so advanced. Like the things that I started doing in 2019, 2018, you're already doing, you already have the Deja Kelly camp. Like I remember when I was a pro and I had my first camp in West Virginia and that was a big deal. I love that your brands, you're like, hey, if you're going to get on this journey, you got to get all of me, the community, me and everything right, like exactly. that. I also know that you said that you want to get into like the broadcast space and different things. And so for that reason, you are our WNBA analyst. What other person to be our WNBA analyst than a Hooper that's playing the game that watches the WNBA and understands the game? So I wanted to get some of your thoughts on the game. First of all, we had some people make some choices. I think whose team lost, whose team won real quick. We made predictions, Deja Kelly. They didn't want me to bring it up, but we made some predictions. I think I chose the aces from oh, the end of goodness. the postseason. <laughs> so Snook said, I've been rolling with them from jump. Okay. I was with Connecticut. I was Connecticut and my team lost. <laughs> I was Connecticut from the beginning, but I was Connecticut from the beginning. I was with Connecticut from the very first time we accepted. She foot. happy to say she chose the, the runners up. No, so she I was proud there. to say I chose That's the runners right. up. Dream was out, the aces came in. That's right. Dream That's right. Out, <laughs> right. That's it. That's it. That's exactly right. <laughs> I don't blame her. She was saying when the dream was out, she chose the aces. So. Yeah, that's where we went. That's exactly where we went. I chose the Aces just because, you know, they, they've been having the best record in the league the whole season. So I, I wanted Asia Wilson to win a, a championship so bad. So shouts to the Aces. Mm -hmm. I'm so hyped that they won. I chose the Aces. Congratulations <laughs> to okay, the Okay, so team. that brings us to Deja. Okay, so Deja, I know you was watching the finals just like everyone else. You actually tweeted out that Becky Hammond is a legend. We, of course, agree. I remember playing against her in the WNBA many years. She gave me many a bucket. <laughs> I tried to get some stops, but okay, whatever. Talk about like, what did you see from her perspective? It was a coaching masterclass put on there. So what did you see, Deja? Absolutely. Just seeing, you know, the adjustments that she was making in game onto the next game. I think that she's done a really good job of really bringing these pros together, bringing all of this talent together to be able to make those in-game adjustments and, and to be, be able to, for them to be able to execute, I thought was really amazing to see and just see. And also, yeah, I grew up watching her playing with the Silver Stars. So I'm from San Antonio. So hey, she was, okay. she was one of my favorite players. Oh, wow. yeah, so um, just being able to see her at the coaching level and, and doing what she's doing now, I thought was amazing, but I thought she made the perfect adjustments, you know, when she went zone. 
and her going to a smaller lineup with Connecticut size. Those switch ups, just watching yeah. that during the game was like, yeah, she's on it. She's a legend. Y'all don't have to tell her nothing. Y'all can't tell her right. nothing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah. No, you bring up a good point because so Connecticut, they made an adjustment after the first two games and they were like, all right, we're going to go big. We're going to put our Monstars line up in there. Alyssa Thomas at the three. Like what? And so most coaches might think, okay, they went big. Let's match up to match their size. But I like what you said, Deja. You said she went the opposite, which is very different. She went small against their size. And she actually, I saw a quote, she said, look, we might not be able to stop them, but they ain't going to be able to stop us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. She's right. She was right. No, and, and also what I love about Becky Hammond is that she always preaches. I was watching the whole post-game ceremony and everything, and even the press conferences, like she always preaches, like it's all about the team. I heard her talking about the speech that she gave to them before, I think it was the second half. She said the reason why you guys haven't won a championship is because what's in here is not coincided with what's in here you know you guys need to look outside of yourselves and look at each other and win for each other and I feel like it really did look like that like all of them seemed like they were playing for everybody else other than themselves you know of course you want to win also but it, you know it gives me goosebumps just even talking about it you know like just that team mentality it, it was beautiful to see for sure yeah so have you been on teams like like so for instance those type of championship teams like have you been on a team where you just felt like, dang, we're so connected and we're all like together? Like, can you describe what that's like? Because it's hard to explain. Like, I've been on teams that's not that and you can't force that. But I've also been on them teams where it's like, wow, like something's here. I would say, honestly, the team that I'm on right now here at UNC, I think we kind of realized that this past year. Freshman year was very rocky and we weren't that connected. So just to see the difference between freshman year and, and this past sophomore year, the way that we were connected, the way that we wanted to see each other win and how we competed with each other and just wanted to see each other really be great um, and, and win some games and help each other in that way. I think that showed our connectedness in a way that I've never seen before, honestly. Um, just being able to play with that and play with teammates like that has was made the experience a lot more fun and it makes me even more excited for this upcoming season because, you know, we're returning basically everyone. So that's yeah, everybody. everybody. Y'all returning everybody, everybody Deja, okay? <laughs> and y'all were already on the map and scary. And so this makes me think of, we know Asia Wilson, the MVP of this year, the defensive player of the year for this WNBA season. Now, this is a little interesting question. Asia Wilson is somebody that I highly recognize as having the one leg tights. You are somebody <laughs> else. Where does that come what? from, Asia? Like, what about the other leg? It's not cold. <laughs> That's therapeutic, isn't it? <laughs> so many people have asked me that, and I honestly can't give them, like, a real answer. I'm like, why do I do one leg? But I think one day I just tried it, and, well, senior year of high school, I had to wear a one leg sleeve just because I had, like, some a little bit, like, knee issues, but it wasn't, like, okay. a, a tight. It was, like, a legit sleeve. Mm. And it came out good in, like, the pictures that I got, and I was like, you know, <laughs> okay, so it was a beautiful accident. <laughs> Yes. I was like, you know what? This is kind of stylish. So then once I got here, I was like, let me cut the other leg and let me just do one leg real quick. And, okay. then, and then it stuck. So now everyone's like, oh my gosh, Deja Kelly, the one leg sleeve. And I'm like, 
I guess. Yeah. 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 That's me. No, I love that. I'd love that like players are expressing themselves through their clothes. And it was like, you know, the MVP, she does it. You're one of those ones. And so that brings me to something else because you see how you was like, I like how it looked. I'm going to tell you right now, we was good and ugly when I was playing Deja. Okay. (laughs) Like y'all could get off the court and walk straight onto a runway. No problem. Like no problem. Like when do you think that shift occurred where y'all actually care about how y'all look because like I said snook no I used to get mad when they did my hair I was like I love the evolution of the woman hooper so like you are the epitome of that in a sense of I know that you're a lot of people's women crush one days I'm sure you get a lot of invitations for one-on-one playing the basketball All the time. <laughs> talk about it okay <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I think kind of since I was younger, and, and I think I blame my mom for how I am, because she <laughs> always made sure that I didn't have a hair out of place and that my hair was always done. She would call Serena. it a D1. <laughs> <laughs> she would yes. call it a D1 do. So when I was okay. younger, that's what she would. Ooh. Yeah. So that's what she would tell me. And when she coached me, my teammates, she said, y'all need to have D1 do's for when you play, because do you want to look like you play D1 or do you want to look crazy and homeless so okay wow okay mama do tell your mom i love her i love your mom i absolutely love her renee was not having any parts of that (laughs) yeah so that's kind of how i got it and then i was just like you know what my hair will always be done my nails will always be done um i started getting my lashes done and i was just like okay that's just my look like that's what a lot of people know me for i'm known for looking very cute on the court um (laughs) i just like i do it for myself i'm like i look good on tv so i'm like it works you know what speaking of asia wilson again i noticed she had blue nail polish yeah Yeah, she had her nails done okay i was first of all i got nails too i will never be able to play any kind of ball with with these nails (laughs) i don't know how y'all do it with with nails on but like kudos to you guys because that just makes you guys even more super women than us average women did you have to (laughs) yeah did you have to learn to shoot with the nails or is it not a thing or was that like a process too i think so i mean i started getting these done when i was like in eighth grade awesome Those are extensions of her finger. Yeah, those are her fingers. (laughs) Those are her fingers. (laughs) Exactly. So everyone asked me though, how do you play with that? And I'm like, I've been doing it for years now. I'm like, and it feels like nothing to me, honestly. So good. I say, come on, baby. This is what I do. That's dope. I love that. I love all aspects of just being a woman. You could put nails on and play with nails on if you want. I was telling you, your niece plays with nails. Oh, so my <laughs> niece, Pooh Bear, she's a hooper. Like I call it the new age hoopers, y'all. The evolution of the hooper. She is one of y'all. <laughs> um, I have a question, though. I want to get to more some more analyst work because Chelsea Gray, I think it's just what she did I've played against some of the best of the best. What she did was actually unbelievable. I just want you to talk about what you saw in the finals MVP that also got snubbed from All-Star mm. and Asia Wilson said, don't do that no more, y'all. So <laughs> can you just talk about what display Chelsea Gray put on? That was unreal, especially with not being picked as an All-Star. You know, it looks like she was playing with a chip on her shoulder and I don't blame her at all. Put but, a chip on my shoulder if I'm right, going to play exactly like that. Like, she was fine with it, and she was like, y'all are going to feel me, okay? So I listened <laughs> to the performance. I mean, averaging was 18 and 6 in the finals alone. Yep. Like, it's like – and just doing things that are unheard of. Like, she scored and assisted on 44% of 
the Aces points in the finals. I mean, in the, in the yeah. playoffs. I'm like, no. how are y'all not realizing? Like, 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 I want y'all to understand what Deja just said. Of the 44% of the points that the Las Vegas Aces scored in the playoffs, Chelsea Gray either assisted, which means she passed it to the person that scored, or she scored the so, points herself yep. on 44%. Like... Thank you for that nugget, Deja, because what? That's some great analytics there. You don't have to say anything else. (laughs) Definitely making making history. history. Like, we we literally watched her make history right before our eyes. And I think that was just an excellent performance to watch throughout the whole playoff series, you know, especially against Seattle. That was unreal. I'm like, it's surreal because, you know, she ended Sue Bird's career, but it's like, you can't ignore what Chelsea no, Gray has did um, right. in these playoffs. And for her to come out with MVP, I thought it was only right. You know, obviously, Asia Wilson was very consistent, and that's why she got MVP of the league, obviously. But the performance Chelsea Gray made, and, and especially when it came down to it, down the stretch, when the lights were bright, she stepped up. And I think that was very noticeable, and you can't ignore Definitely. that at all. Well, Deja, also, besides Chelsea, we saw some great women's basketball during Oof. these playoffs. I yes. mean, uh, Alyssa, Alyssa yeah. Thomas to uh, oh, the Alyssa doubles. Thomas. Let me shout oh, out the first. The first Alyssa Thomas got the first ever back to back triple double in the WNBA, not even in the playoffs, not even in the finals. The first ever back to back triple Unreal. double. Good point. Snookabooka was Alyssa Thomas for the Connecticut Sun. There was great basketball yes. being played all around. And I love that for us. Like, I love that for your future, Deja Kelly. And I also want to talk about that. College basketball season is right around the corner. We know first night is coming up mid-October. So I want to talk about you and your squad a little bit. Back on campus, school has started. Like, what's the feeling? I know that you're, what, in preseason workouts, which are the worst. I'm just going to say right now, right after we get off the (laughs) (laughs) They are, but it's very exciting. Yeah, we're in preseason right now, so that's, you know, the conditioning and all that so what time y'all waking up so we actually never go in the morning oh amazing i love my coach for that shouts to coach (laughs) (laughs) yeah because you know we our class schedule and she's she's not a morning person either so we're all like we're so glad you said that Mm -hmm. so we do all of our stuff in the afternoon so we have class usually from like nine to twelve and then we go from like two to five as far as lift and practice and condition and all that so I appreciate that schedule. We call it the sniper, but, you know, in preseason, a lot of people get caught by, like, you just drop down and fall. And so... As y'all's legs, how are your legs feeling? Basically, I'm doing a wellness check on your legs, boo-boo. How are your legs doing? Well, I have been going to treatment every day, so that kind of, that'll explain okay. how my legs are doing. Mm. <laughs> um, but it's, it's not bad at all. Like, we all, um, we know what the goal is, um, and we know what it takes to get there. So we're all locked Love in, um, especially in this preseason, before practice even starts. We know this is where, really where you build. So that's what we're really focused on. We're really focused on being in the best shape that we can be. To last till March. Our main goal is to, to perform in Dallas. So we will do whatever it takes, whether that's conditioning till we're tired, <laughs> till our legs are hurting all day, but we, because we know in the end it'll pay off. So we're excited. We're really excited for this upcoming season. And when does the season start, by the way? Our first game is November 9th. Our first scrimmage is, I believe, October 26th. I believe so soon. But first practice starts September 26th. So that's like, next week. So that is exciting. I know it's really exciting. It's coming up soon. It came up fast. So it's exciting. Love that. And I just want to ask you one more question because it's not easy to be a leader in sports because there's so many strong personalities. And I know that you're one of the leaders at UNC. So how do you take on that role? What type of leader are you? And like, how do you plan to, you know, you talked about a lot of things y'all learned last year. How do you plan to help implement that for this year? Yeah, I think this past year, I really stepped into kind of that leadership role a little bit. I've 
always kind of been like the quiet one. I, I just observe a lot, but I think I knew I really had to take that role on and just really buying into it, especially this year, knowing that, you know, I'm not seen as a little baby sophomore or freshman anymore. I'm seen, <laughs> no. as, I'm, I'm, I'm seen as an experienced player. I'm a junior now. Uh, so rising senior, right? Technically sophomore, COVID sophomore, right? Oh, yeah. um, but, oh true. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Just really buying into that leadership role and knowing I need to keep our team together for us to want to make it to that next level, make it to the final four, win a national championship, because that's what I came here to do at the end of the day. So me personally knowing like doing whatever it takes to get there and, and bringing my team along with me, I think is the most important thing. I mean, even seeing Asia Wilson's leadership with Kelsey Plum, like just yeah. someone, like taking nuggets like that to be able to bring the best out of my teammates. That's really what I'm focusing on this year. And I think I've done a pretty good job so far in preseason. But once game time comes, I think I will definitely be prepared to lead this team. I love that. You found your voice. Love that. We wish you nothing but the best except for when you play UConn, okay? Because you know I bleed blue. I know you got to get to practice. So thank you so much. Please come back. Check in with us throughout the season. I want to see you be an analyst at all points. So I'm putting it out there because I'm very intentional. So if y'all are listening to this, Deja Kelly, the same way other athletes are being analysts as well as an athlete. We got one right here. From, 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 from. Thank you for joining us on Montgomery & Co. Thank you so much. Crown her. Yeah, man, it was great to catch up with Put Put. You guys know her as Sylvia Fowles and also Deja Kelly. And, you know, with everything going on in Phoenix and now both teams in Phoenix, the WNBA team as well as the NBA team, as we know now, they are up for grabs. They're up for sale. And it just makes me think about all the people that I've met in the basketball world, all the people that have came across my life that I played with, like a Sylvia Fowles. It makes me grateful to be able to have done that. And now with one person selling a team, a whole nother legacy is going to begin because the Atlanta dream is my family legacy. And when we say it's a generational thing here at MoCo, we really mean it. And so now another generation is going to enter the sports world in the ownership suite. And that's another chance to connect. That's another chance to be heard. But also, you can't cheat sports. Sports is always going to hold you accountable. You'll never be able to cheat the game. Catch us next week where it's always a generational thing. Hello, it is your partner, Big Boy. Interested in giving back to your community while making new connections in your neighborhood? Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network that empowers you to take action, contribute to local needs, and be a part of something bigger than yourself. Visit caneighbors.com to learn more about how you can get to know your neighbor and strengthen your community. Neighbor to Neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Hello. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.